Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Life Connections Church Podcast. My name is Philip Daigle, and I am the lead pastor of this incredible house. And I just want to say thank you for taking time out to tune into this message. I, I pray that you're strengthened. I pray that you are filled with joy and that you are filled with the peace of God. But most of all, you know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus loves you. Thank you once again for tuning in, and we can't wait to see you next week. One more time, let's give it up for my amazing wife, because she's amazing. So sweet. Wow, Kendra, you made me cry. And I'm a crier. If you know me, I am a crier. And that was the only time I'm going to cry this morning, was right over there. That was so kind. I, I hope to be all the things that you said that I am. And I'm just so honored to be up here this morning. Happy Mother's Day. Life Connection ladies and all of our visitors, all of our friends, all of our family who's here today. What an honor it is that you're here. Um, I have in my notes, you may be seated. You are seated already, so I'm going to skip right past that. I hope you're comfortable. We're just so excited that you're here. I didn't have a clue this time last year that I would be the new pastor's wife this Mother's Day at this amazing church, and I'm just feeling super overwhelmed and super blessed. God is so good, and I know he has something super, super special for this area of Indiana. Do you believe that this morning? We feel called to this amazing place, and I have already fallen in love with all of you. Um, some of you I met this morning, give me like one more Sunday and I will be in love with you, I promise. Um, we are just so excited to be here and a part of your lives and help build this incredible church. We came and this church was already incredible but we are excited to see it blow up for Jesus and it's just gonna be a fun ride and we're all on it together. With all that being said, I wanna honor the founding pastor's wife of Life Connection. She has no idea I'm gonna do this, but Mary Hudson, can you stand up this morning? If you don't know Mary Hudson, you should try and get over to her and meet her because she's a soul winner, and she was such a teammate with her husband, Pastor John Hudson, to build this church and to make such an impact in the Fishers area. So we just want to honor her today because she's awesome. Um, I feel pretty inadequate standing behind this podium today or table, but with that being said, I'm honored and I hope that I can share with you what I feel like God has given me for each one of us today, not just for you, but for me also. First and foremost, I have to honor my mom as well. Mom, you better be watching online. Her name is Hope King, and she's not here today because she's in Michigan with my grandmother, her mom, honoring her today. But I love you, Mom. You're amazing. And there's so many things I could say about my mom. One thing I want to say is she was a mom that did not give us a choice whether we were going to church on a Sunday morning. We went to church. It was part of our lives. And I, I was trying to think of just one thing, because there's billions of things I could say about her, but she was faithful to the house of God. And that put something in all of us, all three of 
um, us, I have two siblings, we're all in the ministry, we're all serving the Lord, and she made it a priority. So I think that's amazing, and I honor you, Hope King, this morning, wherever you are. I love you, and I love you, Grandma. There are all types of mothers, and I hope every single woman feels seen, heard, and loved today. Here's a list of women that I feel like need to be honored today. Mothers who have lost a child. Mothers who are no longer with us. Adopted mothers. Mothers that are pregnant. Mothers who have given birth. Mothers who are yearning to be mothers, but who aren't having the easiest time. Mothers who foster. Mothers who adopt. Mothers who are a step-parent. Single mothers. Spiritual mothers. Sunday school teachers. School teachers, nurses in the children's ward of a hospital, and any woman who is shaping our children and their future, thank you. We honor you and we thank you. You're awesome. As a woman and a mom, I feel like I wear a lot of hats. Let's be honest, moms, we wear a ton of hats. Women can multitask and do a million things all at one time and somehow figure it all out and make it all work. And we look like super women, even though like while it was happening, we were, being, we were going crazy and all the things. But I will say my all-time favorite hat to wear is my mom hat. The love I have for my boys is unexplainable. I'm crying because I love them so much. I'll never forget December 9th, 2014 when Brady Sloan Daigle arrived and he turned our world upside down. You just can't explain the kind of love you feel when you have your first baby. And if I sit down long enough and really think about my boys, I get very emotional. The best thing that ever happened to me other than deciding to follow Jesus and of course marrying my dream guy was having Brady Sloan, Dean Major, and Houston Wayne. They are my greatest accomplishment, they are my greatest mission, they are my highest priority, and they are my greatest calling, and what a joy to be a mom. If you have your Bibles this morning, can we turn to John 2, 1? We're going to read a passage of scripture that you probably all know. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you to do. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, and they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. Verse 9 says, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that he had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guest have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing us all these amazing women into this place this morning. 
Lord, help us open our hearts for what you have for us. Speak to our hearts. Change our hearts. Touch our minds. Renew us in our spirits, God. And I just ask that you have your perfect will. And we love you in Jesus' name. And everybody said. Has anyone ever heard the saying, if you keep making that face, it's going to freeze that way? Well, I knew times had changed recently when a mother caught her daughter scowling and warned her, warned her you keep making that face and you're going to have to get Botox. <laughs> a woman gets on a bus with her baby. The bus driver says, that is the ugliest baby I have ever seen. Ew. The woman goes to the rear of the bus and sits down and she's fuming mad. And she says to the na man next to her, the driver just like majorly insulted me. And the man says, you go right up there and you tell him off. Go ahead, I'll hold your ugly baby for you. <laughs> One more. A kid asks his dad, what's a man? The dad says, a man is someone who is responsible and cares for their family. The kid says, I hope one day I can be a man just like mom. I think it's so interesting that Jesus' first miracle recorded in the Word of God was at a family wedding. And guess who was there? His mother was there, and she was very instrumental in the miracle that he did that day. I love that in this story in the Bible, Mary, the mother of Jesus, did what a lot of us women tend to do. She encouraged, she persuaded, and she downright told him, go for it. See, Mary had learned a long time ago that even though something seemed impossible, that God could do absolutely anything. So let's rewind 30 years prior to the story of the Virgin Mary. An angel comes to Mary and tells her she is with child and she is having a baby. Mary had faith then when she knew it was impossible to have a baby, and she had faith at the wedding where Jesus' first miracle took place. But God had proved to Mary that he does the impossible way back then. Faith, even when she couldn't see the miracle before it happened, she trusted and she believed. God told Mary she would be the mother of the Savior of the world. If you keep reading the book of John, years later, Mary, the mother of Jesus, took interest in her son's ministry. She encouraged his first miracle, like we read earlier. She also accompanied him on his early missions. John 2, 12 says, after this, Jesus went down to Capernaum, accompanied by his mom, his brothers, and his disciples. My goodness, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was awesome. I feel like she had her bags packed. She's ready to go. She's got her passport just in case they have to cross the lines. She's like, look, Jesus, if you're going to a wedding, if you're going to a party, if you're going to heal people, take me with you. I need to be invited. I will not be in the way. I will be your biggest hype person, and I will be your encourager. And guess what? He brought her along. I'm feeling like this is going to be me with my kids. I tell them all the time, and Philip can uh, attest to this, I always say, you guys are not allowed to get big. You are not allowed to get married to a girl. I mean, or, you know, we want him to marry them to marry a girl. They're just not allowed to get married. <laughs> all right. You know what I mean. You cannot leave me is what I'm saying. You are never allowed to leave me, but you can marry a woman. Um, they are a gift from God. 
and we want to hold them close. I want to wrap my kids in bubble wrap every single day because I don't want them to get hurt. I don't want the enemy of this world to say things to them weird at school. I don't want them to be manipulated and brainwashed, but God has them because they were born for such a time as this. And I, had to, I have to remind myself daily that God has got our children. Even though they're eight, six, and four, no matter what age our children are, if they're grown, if they're babies, even if they're far from God, we have to declare victory over each and every one of them every single day. I truly, truly believe every one of us were born with a purpose and for a purpose. So that's us and that's them. Moms and ladies, we are important. If the son of the living God needed a mother, we have to understand how valuable we are. We are changing the world by the way we are raising our children. We are changing the world by the way we are praying. We are changing the world by the way we are priority prioritizing the things of God in our families. We are changing the very fabric of society by raising Jesus-loving little people who will go on to love the Lord with all their hearts and serve him with everything within them. I want my boys to be smart. I want them to be incredible little Astros baseball players. I want them to have all the talents in the world, but more than anything, I want them to love Jesus like I love Jesus. And moms have an incredible ability to change the world through their children. When I think of Mary, the mother of Jesus, I think of a strong boss babe. She was an intricate part of Jesus' story. Mary was there at the very beginning with faith and hope, and she was there until the very end when her son was crucified on the cross. I believe Mary's great calling was her children and was to lead them and guide them towards the Lord into their purpose and into their calling. Mothers are characterized in many different ways based on beauty, wealth, accomplishments, but most importantly, a quality of a mother is our ability to lead our children to Jesus. That's the most important one. Mary had faith from the day the angel spoke to her to the day she watched her son die on the cross, to the day she found an empty tomb, and even to the day she received the Holy Spirit in the upper room. What a godly, godly woman Mary, the mother of Jesus, was. And we see those characteristics on display throughout so many stories in the Bible, including his very first miracle. Today, I just want to leave with you some of those godly characteristics that Mary displayed for us to carry with us as we do our very best to be the godly mothers that we need to be for our children. Sometimes as Christians, we use the word godly, and it can be very ambiguous. So I want to shed some light on what that truly means for us to be godly mothers and godly women. If you're taking notes, I've always wanted to say that. If you're taking notes, our first point, a godly mother prays and reads the word of God. The content we consume is the content we create. And when you consume peace, we create peace. When we consume joy, we create joy. When we consume love, we create love. As godly mothers, we need to be consuming the right things, and we do that through prayer and reading God's word, and that feeds our souls. Number two, a godly mother trusts God in all things. 
She doesn't just trust God's promises. She knows God's promises. There are so many promises that are available to us as believers that we don't even have access to because we simply don't know that they're there for us. But when we know the promises of God, we know that we can be confident that he will meet our every need, whether spiritual, physical, or emotional. Instead of focusing on what you lack, let's focus on what could be. Number three, a godly mother is generous. How many of you know that is the truth? We are so generous, my goodness, day in and day out. My husband talks about generosity a lot, and generosity isn't just about money. A godly mother is generous with her time, her talent, and her treasure. She's generous with her words. She's generous with her actions. But most of all, she's generous with her heart. In Luke 6.38, it says, Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together, to make room for more, running over and pouring into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Generosity is a posture of our heart. And when we live a life of generosity daily with our families, with our kids, with our friends, with the people around us, God gives back to us, pressed down, shaken together. Amen. Because we cannot outgive God. A godly mother is forgiving. Now, forgiveness is essential. We've all learned this. We got to forgive and we want to be forgiven by others. All of that is so important. Forgiveness is essential for every follower of Jesus and is clearly taught in the Bible. And those who refuse to forgive remain in stress and tension that soon overflows into the home. Forgiveness is a vital part of family because the close relationships inevitably result in misunderstandings and conflicts. So forgiveness can restore peace, can eliminate stress, can destroy tension in our homes. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other. Just ask God in Christ also has forgiven you. I think the greatest way to lead our children is by example. There's so much that's caught more than that's taught. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I have to ask for forgiveness for my kids sometimes. Sometimes I lose it on them. And I probably act wrong or say the wrong things or have the wrong attitude or huff and puff at them. And I have to ask for forgiveness. I have to ask for forgiveness to my husband. Ooh, I might have to right now. I can't remember if I was nice to you this morning. I don't just be a mother who forgives, but be a mother who is not too proud to ask for forgiveness. It's really actually precious, this is not in my notes, when I say, and I'm normally having to apologize to Houston. (laughs) Y'all know Houston. I'm like, Houston, I am so sorry. I lost my temper. And you know what he says to me? It's okay, Mom. You're amazing. And I know he's hearing what I'm saying, and I want to teach him to be a forgiving person and also to ask for forgiveness himself. Forgiveness heals the home. A godly mother works hard. Everybody say amen. One of the things I love so much about Life Connections is how many young, amazing moms and families we have. We have babies everywhere, toddlers everywhere. I honor you today. But raising children is hard work. And it feels like it never ends. When they're babies, we are up all night feeding them and changing them. No matter how many times a mother has to get up in the middle of the night, 
She'll always do it one more time because God has placed something within our hearts as a mother, like this crazy willingness to not be sleepy at like 4 a.m. and we just get up and we do it. And it's amazing. And we know what our child needs and when they need it. And a godly mother faces the tasks of all of this hard work without fussing. Ooh, I'm preaching to myself or nagging or groaning or even comparing her situations with other circumstances. She is determined to be the person that God wants her to be for her family and when they need her. A godly mother is an encourager. I know that when my mom encouraged me, I felt like I could do anything. Children need the encouragement of a mom so they feel valued and loved. Just like at the first miracle Jesus performed, Mary called out the greatness of who Jesus was and encouraged him to share his gift to the world. As godly mothers, we should call out the greatness in our kids because you know there's greatness in all of them. And encourage them to share their gift with the world, not just with us, but with everyone around them. This little light of mine, we all know the song, I'm gonna let it shine. I really truly feel like today in the world that we're living, we need to let our light shine and our kids can minister to other kids. A godly mother loves unconditionally. Her love is not conditional based on behavior of her children or husband or golden doodle because she understands how God loves her. And because of her understanding that Jesus loves her unconditionally, even on her worst days and on the frustrating days, on a day she wants to give up, she can then love her family. Our kids do disappoint us, and sometimes they leave us or make decisions we don't approve of. We still love them. Because Jesus said in John 15, 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. A godly mother believes, and this is my last point. A lot of people don't know this about me, but I have had multiple miscarriages. And I, lo I know a lot of you in this room have as well. I've, I've talked to a lot of you about your personal stories. While many people see the joy, you see my joy of raising my boys, what you don't know is the pain I went through losing two babies. Part of being expectant is that you're believing for a miracle, just like Mary. And when that miracle doesn't show up, it's so easy to get discouraged, and then you stop believing. But God wants us to know this morning that in spite of disappointment and in spite of loss and in spite of failure, that we can be expectant and believing for God to be the miracle worker that he promised he would be. It's, this is not in my notes. This is, it's so interesting that the Lord has his own little time frame that he works from in our lives. And sometimes we want something right when we want it, but he's always proven to me. My personal story is that he's always proven to me that his timing is so much better. And he's got so much of a better story that he's writing over my life. And the journey is going to be so much more peaceful if it's his way and not my way. So we want to surrender and be godly mothers and godly leaders today and every day. The Word of God very plainly and simply says that if we declare something, it will come to pass. 
So I have some declarations for us ladies this morning. Can all the ladies stand in this room this morning? I have some declarations for us to declare because I believe the word of God says that if we say it, it'll come to pass. So can we read these declarations together? I declare that I am grateful for what I have and the blessings God has already given me. I declare that God will show up big in my life. His blessings and favor will overwhelm me. I declare that I am a blessing to all those around me, especially my children and my family. I declare that I am special and unique in God's eyes. I declare that I give myself grace and I am tender and forgiving to myself. I declare that as a child of God, I will not let anyone or anything take away my joy. I declare that God has given me all the talents, health, strength, and patience I need to get through my day. I declare that each day is an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to guide and lead me. I declare that God has given me unique gifts and talents. I will seek them out and share with others. And I declare that I will love the people God has put in my life with an unconditional love. In Jesus' name, can we give them a hand clap? Thank you, Jesus. Can we all stand all over this place?